All right, Acts chapter number 16 tonight, Acts chapter number 16, and we're going to look at a fairly familiar passage of Scripture, and I have been the last few weeks uh, on the theme of soul winning and reaching people uh, with the gospel, and we'll look at it once again tonight, but from a little bit different angle. Um, I think the more we think and talk about our own salvation, uh, the more it helps us convey to somebody else what salvation is. And so a lot of these Bible studies I'm going to give is just talking about salvation and reminding us of what it is, what happened when we got saved. And so it'll be a little bit different uh, angle tonight. But while you're turning there, let me just uh, uh, go back to uh, the announcement about Sunday. Uh, I would encourage you to get there, not just on time, but a little bit early. Uh, ushers, the ushers coats are there. We have uh, new hymn books. Uh, everything is uh, going to be there ready to go. And so uh, be there, be ready to greet visitors. Um, some of you are going to be there early because you've already picked out your parking spot. I understand how that, uh, how that is. And so, uh, but let's be excited about what the Lord has for us and be there early, ready to help. And we'll look forward to a, a good, good day. And be thankful um, for, um, I hadn't planned to say this, but I think it'll be good. Uh, it's important for us in life to enjoy uh, every stage of life. Uh, when I counsel dating couples, I tell them, don't, don't, don't look so far ahead that you don't enjoy the stage you're in um, right now. Uh, enjoy just dating before you get to engagement and marriage, because then she's going to tell you what to do. Um, so you better enjoy this right now. Enjoy every stage. I, I, tell, I tell them, enjoy the honeymoon stage. Uh, then you'll start, the Lord gives you children, you'll have, you'll enjoy that stage. And uh, then, uh, then it'll be like, oh, thank God, no more car seats and no more strollers. And you'll really enjoy that stage. Uh, and then uh, the stage when they start leaving, I'm looking forward to that stage. And so, but uh, no, you enjoy, enjoy every stage of life. But as a church, I'm excited about what God has for us. Uh, I'm excited about the future. And there's other things that, that I want to share with you in the next uh, couple of weeks that I think is really going to excite you as well. Um, I'm excited about that. Um, but I praise the Lord uh, for how good He has been to us. Uh, uh, oh, I have not, I've looked forward to the new property, but I haven't dreaded having church here. Um, God's blessed us, it's been a, it's been a blessing. Uh, how many, have you forgotten about the tent already? Uh, some of you are like, yes, I forgot about that. The last day we pulled out, I did not look back. But God blessed us. and those are, As long as God is there, we're going to be okay. And so uh, I've enjoyed, and in life, just enjoy. Uh, sometimes uh, some things we deal with aren't fun. Um, but don't always anticipate, look so far ahead that you don't enjoy uh, right where God has you. And, and uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, the future with the church, and, and, uh, but let's, let's, let's enjoy every step of the way. Uh, we'll enjoy what God has for us. Acts chapter number 16, I'll begin reading in verse number 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. 
Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Uh, you know the story. We'll not take time to, to spend much, much time on the actual story itself. But the conclusion of our text tonight, uh, the jailer, uh, what must I do to be saved? Don't you wish every soul winning experience was that easy? Uh, you're just walking down the, down, down the street and, hey, hey, can I stop you for a second? Can you tell me how to be saved? Uh, they knock on our door and ask us how, how, how to be saved. We have a situation where he asks the question, what must I do to be saved? Um, here's a, a, a lost man, this jailer, uh, who had been put in charge of those preachers. And I want, let's think about, think about this question in this way. God recorded it for us where a man verbalized the question. I wonder how many go through life thinking it, but never having an opportunity to ask it. Thinking it, but never verbalizing it. What must I do to be saved? Uh, but then we have the, the question uh, answered. Uh, and tonight, I'm looking at this from a little bit different, different way. Uh, first, I had it entitled, How a Sinner is Saved, but uh, the prescription for the lost sinner. The prescription for the lost sinner. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that you'll help us tonight as we uh, look at this familiar passage. And Father, as we just are reminded week after week of just being aware of our own salvation, being aware uh, that others are in need of salvation. And Father, as we are on the cusp of uh, moving, and I believe great blessings, uh, enjoying even greater blessings than what you've already blessed us with, uh, I believe that you're allowing all these things to take place so that we can uh, see people saved. And Father, I pray that you'll just uh, bless our time tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that question, what must I do to be saved? Uh, I wonder how many think that. I wonder how many, uh, maybe you can recall when you got saved, maybe that's a question, maybe you didn't ask it just like this, but it's something that you wondered. Uh, what happens after I die? Um, you know, we, you know what, what, what is my, my condition? Uh, how, how can I be reconciled to God? Here is a man who had seen some supernatural things. He had been in charge of uh, Paul and, and Silas in this instance. This earthquake came. And instead of taking his life, God entered, him taking his own life, God intervened and he asked the question, okay, what must I do to be saved? And that answer is what I want to look at tonight in verse 31. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. I imagine a lot of sermons have been preached from Acts 16.31. I've preached many sermons from Acts 16, 31, but I want to give us just a simple outline tonight as we break that verse down. I have uh, just six things I want to mention to you this evening, and I want us to look at, first of all, uh, the condition of the man. He was lost. What must I do to be saved? Uh, he was willing to accept his condition. Now, you think of this in uh, uh, the way for somebody to be saved, they must first realize their condition. They must first be willing to acknowledge the fact that they're, they're lost. And you're, and you're soul winning and you're being a witness. Uh, you cannot bypass that. 
if they don't need salvation, they, in their mind, uh, they can't receive salvation. Uh, you cannot bypass that. They must realize their need. They must realize their condition. Um, I, 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 would, I guess men are, are worse at this than, than women are. Um, but if you could be sick for three and a half weeks, go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. I'll be fine. I'm just keep walking it off. I mean, I go go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. You can't go to. You can't get a prescription. You can't get the um, uh, the remedy without first acknowledging that you're in need of it. And you know, the doctor sees you while you're here. I just don't know. I don't even know why I'm here. Uh, or maybe you say it like this, you know, this may not turn into a good illustration. Maybe it's like, because my wife made me come, you know, or, or, you know, I got drug in here, or I just need my pills, and that's the only reason why I'm here. Um, but you must first acknowledge your condition. Um, and we find this man acknowledging his condition. He's a lost man. This is a lost world, is it not? Uh, we, are in, we are born into a, in a sin nature. We have a condition that is lost. He first acknowledged his condition. If you're saved tonight, and I assume you are, if you're saved tonight, you did not get saved without first acknowledging your condition. You might not have said, what must I do to be saved? But in essence, you asked a similar question. You acknowledged your lost condition. We find, number one, the condition of the man he was lost. Let's not, let's not forget that someone who does not have Christ is lost. They're unsaved. They're, they're, they're the only, they're, he is the only hope they have. So we see, first of all, the condition. Number two, we see the remedy. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be, what is it? Saved. Salvation is the remedy for the condition. Good works is not the remedy. Church membership is not the remedy. I'll do better is not the remedy. We are passing out uh, all those invites. We're, we're putting door hangers on doors, inviting people to the Emmanuel Baptist Church. I want people to come to the Emmanuel Baptist Church. I want them to be a part of what God is doing here. I want, I want them to re- reap the benefits of the fellowship and all of that. But the membership at the Emmanuel Baptist Church will not save anyone. The remedy, and, and sometimes that's why lost people come to church. Because they realize their condition and they're looking for a remedy to, to fix their condition. There's something here. There's conviction here. They know there's, there's something uh, uh, between them and their God. Or, or maybe they've just lived the most wicked of life and they know I, I've got to have somebody intercede. And they'll come to a church trying to find the remedy of their lost condition. Just as we cannot bypass in, a, in, the, in the life of a lost individual their condition and they must acknowledge their condition, we must also be reminded what the remedy is. It is salvation. Uh, that, that's why, uh, as, a, as a preacher, set preaching salvation it, it, it is the top of the list. As a Christian, as we uh, make friendships and build relationships, salvation is the remedy. Your charming personality isn't going to be good enough to get somebody into heaven. Not going to happen. Uh, salvation is the remedy. 
That's why uh, the church, that's got to stay the mission. Uh, that's the focus of the church. Now, we, have, we get more space. We're going to have fellowships. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have a lot of things that we've had in the past with more space. But that's not our mission. That's just, a, that's just an extra blessing. That's just a benefit. But salvation is the remedy for the lost sinner. Number three. See how fast I'm moving tonight? If I, was, if I still had four, man, y'all would be excited, but I, I have more than four tonight. We find the responsibility. And I know this is simple tonight. And I, and I know, especially this church, you, you know what I'm saying. But we, we have to be reminded of how important God's... When it comes to the, the eternity of somebody, our own eternity and the eternity of somebody else, we, we can't afford to... Uh, miss a point. We can't afford to just uh, get into a routine and not take uh, the time to make sure that we're getting God's plan uh, the way that it is. And so I know it's simple, and I know it's, 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 it may be a little redundant for some, but it's important. We find number three, the responsibility. We find the condition of this man. He was lost. The remedy, we're told, thou shalt be saved. That's the remedy, salvation. You know what will change this country? Um, you know, not, 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 not a political revolution, although I, I'd rather have good leaders than bad leaders. But salvation is what will change this nation. If this country would turn to Christ, something tells me we'd elect the right officials. Uh, oh, don't get me going on that. Maybe we should have more campaigns to see more people saved than get, anyway. Um, we find the response, we find there was third, third thing, the responsibility. Notice again our text. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Believe, there's an understood you there. He's speaking to the jailer. You believe in thou. He, this man, had to take responsibility for what would take place next. He couldn't do it for him. Nobody else could do it for him. Uh, Paul was a greatly used man of God. We know that. Uh, he, had, he was empowered by the Spirit of God. But Paul, empowered by the Spirit of God, couldn't make this decision for him. It's a decision that he had to make. Have you ever talked to somebody about their eternity? You didn't know if they were going to, at the point you start talking to them. Sometimes you can tell, oh, this person, they're, they're going to get saved. Then sometimes it's, I, I just don't know what they're going to do. Uh, have you ever talked to somebody who wants somebody to be saved so bad that you'd do it for them if you could? Uh, I, 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 I'd pray this prayer for you if I could. Uh, I'm sure there, there's some in here, you have lost loved ones. If, if you could do something for them to be saved, you'd do it. We look at our city, we look at our country, and I, I, want, I want our nation to be saved. I want our city to be saved. So you see conditions, and you just look and you say, if you would just get Christ, if you would, if you would get saved, if, you, if your home would get saved, it would transform your home. This preacher would do it if he could. But I can't do it. It's a 
personal. That's why uh, we can't just throw out generalities of salvation. We've got to have Christians be personal with individuals. Because they have to make the decision. They, it is a, a responsibility. And that's why some will get upset if we live in this, this day when nobody wants to take personal responsibility. Uh, nobody wants to take personal responsibility. When it comes to salvation, the only way you can get into heaven is taking personal responsibility for the decision you make of believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it is a, it, it, the, the, the responsibility falls on the individual. Now, let me pause right there and, and remind us our responsibility is to go. Our responsibility is to tell. I think of uh, uh, one of the messages that was preached in, 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 the, in this conference uh, was on Jeremiah. I think of Jeremiah. He preached and 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 nobody cared. Nobody listened. Was a failure as a preacher, wasn't he? No, because he fulfilled his responsibility. If, if it's a heartbreaking thing for a preacher to know there's somebody saved and to preach a salvation message, make the appeal for salvation and for them to get up and just walk out making no decision. The only comfort you take from that is I feel, fulfilled my responsibility. And uh, if we are faithful to preach the gospel, if we are faithful to tell others, if we're, if we're faithful to extend the gospel track, we have fulfilled our responsibility. Because the the salvation, you, when you chose Christ for your salvation, that was 100% your responsibility. 100% your decision. Say, well, it was half my decision, half the day, then you didn't get saved. It's your responsibility. We have a responsibility to tell, but it's the responsibility of the individuals. Like somebody who's sick, it's your responsibility to take the medicine. You can have it sitting on the shelf. There it is right there. That's some strong stuff, too. That's good stuff, too. But if you don't ever take it, you're never going to get well. It's a personal responsibility. We must remember that. It's, they have got to make, we fulfill ours, but it's their responsibility, the word thou. Number four, we find a guarantee. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, what's that word? Shalt be saved. Now, when God says something is going to happen... It's going to happen. I don't have time tonight, but I can take you to the beginning of the Bible, the book of Genesis. And God said, and it was so. Uh, when God speaks, it happens. It takes place. That's why as a Christian tonight, don't live like the promises of God are not going to, to, to come to fruition. I am going to spend an eternity in heaven. I have a mansion being constructed right now. See, how do you know that? How do you say it with confidence? Because God said so. One day, the trumpet is going to sound. Why? Because God said so. One day, every knee will bow. Why? Because God said so. One day, Jesus Christ himself is going to set up his throne on this earth. And he's going to rule and reign. 
Well, how do you say that with God? Because God said so. That, pro, that guarantee. There's not a lot of things in this life that are really guaranteed. Um, but this is guaranteed. And so many times, because we deal with the things in this world, and, and us as Christians, it's almost like we forget that God has guaranteed some things. Hey, how, how many of you are saved tonight? You have a guarantee. You have a guarantee. Uh, you have a guaranteed forgiveness. Don't, don't let... When, when, when Satan brings up your sins and makes you doubt, pull out your guarantee. Thou shalt be saved. I'm saved. I'm covered by the blood of... My, my sins are covered by the blood of Christ. Uh, when God looks at my record, he, he don't see what you like to remind me of. He sees the record of His Son. And I have a guarantee. Uh, don't, don't, you know, it's important when, when you be that, you say, Pastor, why are you giving us that? Because if we don't have that confidence, how are we going to be bold in our assurance to somebody else? That, that they have a guarantee of salvation. Of forgiveness of sins. It is a guarantee. If it's guaranteed, Christian, can't we live like it? Can't, can't, we, can't we look ahead to eternity? There are still things I want to accomplish for the Lord in, in this lifetime. But I, but I do have one eye peeking ahead to the future because I have a guarantee of an eternity in perfection it's a guarantee thou shalt it's important in your soul learning too that you that you leave the person who just trusts christ as their savior with a guarantee they have a guarantee number five we find the cure for the condition and they said believe on the lord jesus christ and thou shalt be saved there's a lot of people that believe, but they just don't believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the cure. There's a lot of people who like their church. There's a lot of people that talk about their church. And by the way, it's okay if you like yours too. You know, they, they did the church this, and the church this, and the church this, but, but the church isn't the cure for sin. God, in all, in all of His knowledge... Seeing and knowing everything that ever was, he, he knew that there, and of course, he, he was very aware that there needed to be a way for man to get back to him. There had to be a cure. We are born into a sin nature. There's only one way to be cured of that. And it's through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. I remind you in this day, we would not to preach the whole book of Acts to you again, but in this day, in the context of our text, it was a religious day. This jailer was probably a religious man. But there's only one cure for man's lost condition, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, don't ever, don't ever, don't ever get over what Jesus did for you. And who it was that did it. 
Sometimes I think as Christians, we're just so excited to be saved, and, and that's okay to be excited to be saved. We're so excited that we have the future in heaven that we forget who made it possible. That's why I don't think we serve him sometimes like we should, because we've forgotten who the cure is. What is this world does not need more programs. It needs the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we've got to, that's why it's important uh, that everything we do point to Him. That's why every song we sing ought to point to Him. That's why the style of music, and I'll use that word style tonight, that's why the style of music is important. Because it should not put attention on us. It ought to put attention on Him. It ought to bring your mind to the message of what Jesus Christ did. Well, how sad is it for people to be able to go to a quote-unquote church service and Jesus never be mentioned? Look, he's the only cure. If I, were the, if I were the devil, and some people think I am, but if I were the devil, and I think you could relate to me on this because some of you resemble him more than I do anyway, would it not be wise from his viewpoint to design a religious service where people think they're cured? Design a service, design an experience, but never mention the name of Christ or point to another solution? How, how, how cruel would it be for somebody to have some disease and a doctor have the ability to write a prescription so they might be cured and then never offer it? How much more so is it, is it tragic for somebody's eternal soul, for somebody to maybe not verbalize the question, what must I do to be saved, but to ask themselves, what, what, what can I do? What, am I, what do I need? What must I do to be saved? And for some to say anything but the cure. Or Jesus in this. And there's, and there's, and there's another part of this that, that we're going to end up with, with in verse number 6 that I'll... That'll, Continue to bring this more into context, but Christ is the cure. He is the cure. Now, that's why every message got to point to Him, every song got to point to Him. He's the cure. Number six, and finally, we find the action that must take place. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. It is not enough to believe that Jesus exist. It is not enough to believe as some false religions acknowledge that Jesus was crucified. It is not enough, and we know what the world does on Easter Sunday, that the, the church houses are packed to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. They may go home and have an Easter egg hunt, but they didn't come to church for the Easter egg hunt. They, they believe that Jesus rose from them, but that's not enough. I remind you what the word believe means, to credit upon the authority 
or testimony of another. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you're putting everything on his testimony. You're putting everything on his credit. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with with that which is outside, that which you're putting your belief on. You are putting it all on that individual. Tonight, when you sat in the seat that you are, are sitting in, you believed, you put everything on the testimony. You believed on that spot that you sat on. Uh, you didn't have to do anything about it. You just plopped down. The same is with our salvation. That, that is what must take place. The action is to believe and say, okay, I'm going to put everything on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why they have, people have to know. You had to know what the cure was. We all got to a point, especially if you're saved tonight, certainly you got to a point where you're willing to acknowledge your condition. Yeah, I'm a sinner. Don't have to convince me of that. I, I know I'm a sinner. Well, here, here is the, the, the person of the cure, the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's sadly, many in our country have never heard of Jesus. Which sounds hard to believe, but there are. But then all of those who have heard of Jesus, the missing piece is they have to believe on Him. They have to put all their faith on his testimony, on his record, on what he did on Calvary, his finished work of Calvary, the the, the death, the burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on him. I don't want us to get in such a routine. This is what you say first, this is what you say second, this is what you say third, this is what you say fourth. That we fail to be reminded of the prescription for a lost man to be saved. We must understand they, they, they need to know their condition. The remedy is salvation. That's why we don't want to try and give them anything else. We have, we've had big days in the past. We're going to have big days in the future. And a lot of times... People who aren't trying to win people to Christ, they'll criticize that. But I'll do do anything I can to get people to come and find out what the remedy is. The remedy is salvation. Uh, They have a responsibility. They have a guarantee. Tonight, you have a guarantee. So remember, the cure is the Lord Jesus Christ. We have great music. But music here hasn't saved anybody. Now, we're going to continue to have great music, Uh, but the cure is the Lord Jesus Christ. The action is the belief. That's why in your your soul winning, you you witness to somebody, they can acknowledge everything that that you you get to that end. If they're not ready to put everything on Christ, they're not ready to get saved. They have to put everything. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Simple outline tonight, but I think good reminders. And as we look forward to Sunday, and then the Sunday following, and the Sunday following, 
as we get established where God has us, let's always bear in mind and remember that there are people out there, they may not walk up to you and say, hey, what must I do to be saved? But they might have thought it. They might be wondering it. And so we need to be prepared to talk to them about the solution. And that final act of putting everything on the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm putting all of my faith on him and on his record uh, so that uh, God can use us uh, to see that others are saved. Father, thank you for...